Hi, this is Patty Davis. I'm a psychic intuitive and medium coming to you from Humboldt County in Northern California. And I'm Judea, a psychic intuitive energy healer from the island of Kauai. And together we're spirit speakers where we meet to discuss a variety of topics from two different psychic vantage points. Hi, and welcome to Spirit Speakers Podcast, and this is our new episode on numerology. And Jude and I are super excited about this. We have a special guest that's amazing that is going to blow your mind. Yeah, when Patty and I were thinking about what episodes would be good to close out the year of 2021 and break open the year of 2022, we thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool to get a numerologist? Because you know, personally for me, I don't know a lot about numerology, but probably the number one question we get from everybody has to do with numbers and number sequences and what do these numbers mean? And so I figured let's just call in an expert. Let's settle the questions. Let's figure it all out. And, um, I actually went on a hunt for a numerologist and I found this woman and I mean, immediately she had an aura and an energy about her that just struck a chord with my spirit without even speaking words with her. And when we finally made contact and organized this, I'll tell you what, Patty and I are not disappointed. She's amazing. And we are super excited to uh, have her share her wisdom with us today. Yes. And you're going to want to have a paper and a pen to jot down some notes during this podcast. We are very excited to introduce our guest speaker today. Her name is Natalie Olson. She is a numerologist and philosopher, and she goes by the numerology chick on Instagram. So that's at numerology chick. And she's going to give us a total download about numerology, what it is, how it works, how we can use it, and her forecast for 2022. So this is going to be a really exciting and interesting conversation. So hi, Natalie. Hey, guys. Hi, Natalie. We're so excited to have you here. I'm so grateful to be here. So hey, let's just get into it. Natalie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where are you from? What do you do? All the good things. I was born in Northern California. I currently live in the San Juan Islands, which is um, right off the coast of Washington State. And I have a private practice where I work with people who are wanting to understand what their superpowers are. They want to understand how their creator designed them. They want to understand how to fall in love with themselves again, um, or maybe for the first time. And I get to do that every day. And I'm so grateful. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, how, I love that. Yeah. How did you end up getting involved with numerology in the first place? So it was the ultimate cosmic joke. Because in my early 20s, I was a, a nutritionist. I got a degree in nutrition education. And I started up my own private practice. And I Oh my gosh, you guys, I was a different person back then. <laughs> um, I really believed if we had a physical problem, it could be solved by physical means. And um, I was teaching at gyms. I was doing nutrition seminars. And one morning I woke up and I was really sick. And from the onset of my symptoms to about six months later, I was bedridden. I could barely eat. I could barely walk from one side of the house to the other. And you have to understand the cosmic joke of it was I was the one on New Year's Eve drinking herbal tea and my friends were drinking champagne. I mean, I was the, I was walking my talk. And 
I went to all of these specialists and they're like, Natalie, like you have the white blood cell count of a chemo patient. There was something wrong, but they just couldn't figure out what it was. I, you know, they, they did all the testing that they could. I went to specialists. I did naturopaths. I did cleanses. I consulted with um, professors, you know, like I, I had the best in the field helping me. And I remember I spent my last bit of money to try to figure it out with an endocrinologist, I think um, in Santa Rosa. And he's like, you're going to have this for the rest of your life. Just go home. And that drive was, I would call it now a spiritual awakening, although it wasn't, it wasn't like the light coming from the sky and it wasn't like inspirational in the moment, but it was this breakdown moment. And um, the thought occurred to me that maybe uh, physical problems can't always be solved by physical means. And so at the time, the only thing I could do was read books. And so there was this old book by Matthew Goodwin, an MIT graduate, this wicked smart guy who discovered this thing called numerology. And it was this tradition that was based on the premise that numbers are the fingerprints of God. Numbers are the fingerprints of a divine intelligence behind existence. And the numbers that are derived from our birth name and birth date, they can actually decode like who we are and why we're here and how we were designed. And in that 10 minutes that I crunched my primary number, which is, um, we have like a series of like five core numbers, but the most powerful is called your life path number. When I found out that I was an eight life path, in that moment, I knew I was sick. I knew in 10 minutes why I was sick. Then in the six months that I had been trying to figure it out physically, you know, yeah. And, and, you know, mystics have talked about this in like ancient texts, these experiences where um, you feel the presence of something bigger and greater. You feel that you're rubbing shoulders with it. Like in that moment, I had that for the first time in my life. Um, because when I learned that I was an eight life path, I remembered that um, I was obsessed with the number eight when I was a little girl. I used to write it and doodle it on my notepads. And I remember sixth grade, Mrs. Howlett's class. I remember this snapshot moment when she was writing the eight on the chalkboard and she wrote it as two globes, like separately. And I remember just like being transfixed at her writing this number. It's like a weird memory, but, but I remember it. So um, I decided to own this mission. I decided to say, you know, okay, I am an eight life path. This is a mission that I'm on my heart, that is on my heart. And I, I practiced becoming that every day, becoming in numerology. The eight is the, the powerhouse, the authority, the CEO. So funny looking back because at the time, and this is a very common theme for eights in numerology, I was under the thumb of multiple authority figures in my life. I was compliant. I was small and I did not see my power and I was giving away my power at every turn. I got better so fast that it could have only been a miracle. And it was because I believe I was finally owning what I was designed to be, what I was designed to do. But you'd think that that would be enough, like me healing from what was considered an incurable condition. You'd think that that would be enough to say, I'm going to abandon my nutrition career 
and do this? It wasn't. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to be a numerologist. I, there's a lot of people who, when they discover their purpose, it's like it drives them and it carries them. And that wasn't it for me. I resisted this and I kicked and I screamed for a long time. It was only when I started to crunch the numbers of other people and I started to see the incredible accuracy for others that I couldn't ignore it. Like for instance, my father is a double nine, a nine life path and a nine expression number. The nine is the humanitarian, the wise old soul in numerology. My father was a humanitarian his whole life. He was a political activist. We would go and protest and lie our bodies out and in Berkeley, you know, um, that was him. I mean, that was like the perfect personification of how the divine designed him. I crunched the numbers of my best girlfriends. I crunched the numbers of my sister, a double six, the caregiver. The only thing that she said she wanted in her life was to create a healthy family unit. I mean, that's the six. It's this, this number of, of wanting to love on and, and create thriving families and communities. So I couldn't ignore it no matter how much I wanted to. <laughs> I love that because I can say for myself too, I think sometimes when you are destined for a specific path, you can feel a lot of resistance because I know I fought my path tooth and nail <laughs> until I actually was like, fine, I give up, I'll, I'll do it. And then boom, everything just opened up in a really beautiful way. Mm. Um, but I'm curious as you're talking about these numbers and you say there are five main numbers that kind of make up an individual. Would you mind just ex describing that? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, and different numerologists have, um, different, you know, beliefs on this, but I would say from my work, the five core numbers, um, it's your life path number that's derived from your birth date. Then there's the, the expression number, which is derived from your full name at birth. So your life path number is your purpose. Your expression number derived from your full name at birth are your greatest gifts to give yourself and the world. Then you have your heart's desire number. It's also called your soul's urge. And that's based on the vowels of your birth name. And your heart's desire is talking about this deep and fundamental need that you have in your life. It is what wakes you up in the morning. It's what gives you excitement. If that's not met, you will feel unfulfilled. And then there's your personality number, which is derived from the consonants of your birth name. And that's really your attract your attraction factor. That's your um, how you draw people, opportunities, um, situations into your life. And then there is the birthday. So it's actually the day that you were born. So I was born on September 5th. So my birthday number is five. And the birthday number is kind of talking about like an added set of tools that you have to be successful in your journey. So those are considered sort of the, the five main core numbers in your chart. That's fascinating. And that really puts the pressure on picking a good name. <laughs> yeah. That's my question here. Mm -hmm. What if you feel like your mother gave you a totally random name that doesn't suit you whatsoever? A lot of numerologists would say, then change it. And what I say to my clients is first and foremost, the belief in numerology is that it's going to sound horrible. I'm going to be unedited here. Even if your parent was a total idiot, Okay. Like, <laughs> okay. Like even if you don't like them and they weren't, they didn't hold you in the highest regard. Right. The belief with numerology is in the moment 
that they got your name, that there was something bigger and greater speaking through them. Okay. So, so that's the first thing that I'll say, because there's a lot of people that, okay. There's a lot of people that trust that process trauma. They process not being witnessed or seen or truly, you know, loved by their guardians. Um, But, but the basic premise here is that it, in that moment, it was a divine moment when the name came through Um, for people who are like, listen, I like, I don't resonate with the name. I don't like it. Um, then I, then I basically give them a two-step process. And so the first step is we, we crunch the numbers of that birth name and we go through, uh, like a one month to two month process where you embrace these superpowers. You, you embrace them, you accept them, you honor them. You learn how to honor these superpowers because there is no superpower. There's no number that is bad or wrong. Every single number in numerology is, is a freaking gift from God. You know, it's like, it's like a beautiful flower. You know, there isn't one flower that's, you know, not as beautiful as another. So we process that oftentimes that is this healing moment where people realize that, that the way that they were designed and, and, and the timeline of their life experience is divine and they fall in love with themselves. But if even still they're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, then we step into the second step, which is choosing a name that feels like it is more resonant. I love this. Um, It makes me think of so many things. Like, for example, my mother uh, was given a birth name, but in Korea, you'll go to like a namesayer and they will decide Mm -hmm. if your name is lucky or unlucky. And so they changed her name Uh, and it was done in like this official sort of sense, you know? And then it makes me wonder about people maybe who are adopted or people who'd never really knew their birth name. And, and then it makes me think of what if I were to intentionally pick a name and then maybe change the spelling a little bit to give it a different energy. If I had been conscious, you know what I mean? There's so many questions that come into that, but I hear what you're saying. It's like, it's all divinely perfect, no matter what it is. And in the moment that it was said, that was the energy that was given to you through the, through the numerology. So very cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Thank you. And to clarify, when you're speaking of getting the numerology of the name, are we associating each letter with a number through the alphabet, like A being one and B being two? Okay. And so then we just add all of those up. Yes. Basically, until we come to a singular number. Correct. Right. Okay. Yes. Okay. So Natalie, if I were to come to you for a reading, how would that play out? What kind of information would you give me? How could I use that information? I'll talk about the tools that we engage in, but, um, but really what it comes down to with my clients is we use these numbers. We use the numbers that you possess, the gifts that you have to step back into your power as a creator of your life. So people usually come to me. I don't, I don't see myself as giving readings. I see myself as having these like meaningful awakened conversations where people are just reminded of the incredible power that they have and the power that they have to solve the problem or to find clarity. So typically in that first session, I focus on the two most dominant numbers in a person's chart, which is the life path number and the expression number. That's the purpose. That's like your mission. And And then the expression number are your greatest gifts. That's really like who you are. And so we focus on these two numbers. We we awaken them. For a lot of people, this is the first time in their lives where they're truly witnessed, where they're truly seen. You know, 
Um, and this isn't like bashing our parents or anything, but, um, or even our, our present society, but it's very, very rare for us nowadays to have had the experience where somebody actually saw our unique gifts and could call them out and could name them. And it's, it's such a beautiful moment to go, oh my gosh, for the first time in my life, I actually understand there's nothing wrong with me. The reason I'm so sensitive is because I'm a one, you know, the reason why I'm so pragmatic and always concerned with stability and safety is because I'm a four, right? It's like you, you people have this healing moment of completely reframing the things that they thought were wrong about themselves. And I think that that's really what my life's work is really about is, um, is being that voice of you are so beautiful and you were designed to be this way and, and, and the unfortunate truth, but maybe it's fortunate is that you are the only one that's responsible for knowing that and honoring that in your partnerships, your friendships, your marriages, in your, in your work, right? It's like, we have to be the ones that know this about ourselves so that we can advocate for who we really are and what it is that we really want to create. So for our listeners who might be curious about what their life path number is, because you said that's sort of like the, the major one, could you give us a description on how somebody, the listeners could right now figure out what life path number there is and, and maybe a brief description as you were saying, like once yeah. they're sensitive, I know I'm a one and I was like, oh, yeah, I am. I'm very sensitive. So Patty, do you know what number you are? I'm not really sure how it mathematically equates. So I'm, I'm okay. waiting to hear about this and then I'll be all right. able to figure it out. Fun. So first of all, let's teach your listeners how to calculate the number before I talk about it and talk about the deeper meaning. Um, now, they, anybody that's listening right now could pause and go to Google and just type in how to calculate my life path number, because there's calculators out there that'll just do it for you. But in case you're kind of nerdy like I am, um, I'll teach you how to do it really quick. OK, so I want you to take your birthday and divide it up into the three sections, right? Month, day and year. And I want you to take each section and add it down until you get a single digit. So for instance, let's say you were born um, in December. That's 12. One plus two is three. Okay. So you just take the three, put it aside for a second. You were born on, um, let's say the, the 23rd, two plus three is five. Okay. You were born in 1973, one plus nine plus seven plus three is 20. Keep adding two plus zero equals two. Does this make sense so far? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. One little caveat. This is sort of a more advanced calculation, but if you, if you have a master number, 11, 22, or 33, you leave it. So if you're born in November, leave the 11. Don't add it down to two. If you were born on the 22nd, leave it at 22. Um, if you were, if your year of birth adds down to 11, 22 or 33, leave it. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay. In numerology, master numbers are considered, um, like we leave them. <laughs> we, we hold them as sacred. Okay. So then once you have those three numbers from these three sections of your birth date, then you add those numbers together. Okay. So if you're born on November, 11, 
you plus the day that you were born, let's say it added on to seven, plus the year that you were born, let's say it added down to two. So you add all of those numbers down. And if you happen to get 11, 22, or 33, leave it, okay? Otherwise, keep adding until you get a single digit. So if you add all the numbers down and you get 20, it's two. 16, one plus six is seven. And then you have discovered what your life path number is. Okay. I didn't know about the master numbers. Very interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't have known that. So thank you. I I don't, I don't have any, unfortunately, I was doing the math while you were doing it. (laughs) (laughs) We could do a whole episode on master numbers because, um, because yeah, there's a lot of misconceptions. It doesn't just because you don't have master numbers doesn't mean you're, you are massively special without them. Okay. Um, And by the way, um, I have a whole YouTube video on how to calculate your life path number. Um, So people can check that out if they kind of, because different numerologists use different calculation methods. And so this is mine, um, but there are some other calculation methods out there. And I talk about that in the YouTube video. Is the channel the same, the numerology chick? Um, On on YouTube, it's Nat's Numbers. Great. Nuts numbers. We'll have links um, in the description and on our Instagram for all of her contacts for anyone listening. Okay. So you guys ready to hear what each number means? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, So remember the life path number is talking about your purpose and your great mission in the world. And so I want to, before I go through one through nine, I want to say something. This is something that I didn't know 10 years ago when I started this work. If you go to a library or a bookstore and you pull out a numerology book and you read about your life path number, um, some people get confused. And here's why. They will word your life path number description as this is who you are. Okay. So for instance, Jude, like being a one life path, they'll word it as you are a pioneer woman. You are an innovator, right? Um, you are independent, you're self-sufficient. And for some, but, but see, here's the thing. That is when you are embracing this mission. That's when you are embracing this mission that's on your heart. Your life path number also can talk about your deepest pain. So every single number that I go through, chances are you actually have experienced or are experiencing the opposite of your mission. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So for instance, the one life path, it means that you were put on earth to become the innovator, the pioneer. You were, put, you were put here to create new beginnings and to lead people into new territory. Okay. But this also can mean that ones, because it's a life lesson, because it's sort of a calling that you might first confront this boulder of, um, of codependency, this boulder of, um, I'm small. I'm not capable. I I can't do it. Right. Um, But ultimately the, the desire is there and you cannot ignore it. You are meant to be unique. You're meant to stand out and you're, you're meant to tread your own path, the pioneer. So then the two life path is here to become a peacemaker, to become the diplomat and to, to help to support others. Um, the three life path is here to become the, the artist or the creative who is here to, to express, to just experience the joy of self-expression. The four life path is here to become the pragmatist and to get busy building, 
stabilizing the world. The five life path is here to become the adventurer, the freedom seeker, and is here to liberate themselves and others. The six life path is here to become a healer and to love. The seven is here to become the seeker and to find core truths and to share them with the world. Um, the eight life path is here to become the authority, the CEO, and to empower others. The nine is here to become the wise old soul and to serve, to change the world. And then the master numbers, okay? So master numbers like 11, the 11 is here to become a, a spiritual messenger and to illuminate. The 22 is here to become the master builder and to reconstruct what is already here. The 33 is here to become the master healer and they're here to teach. Patty, do you have a bunch of master numbers in you or what? <laughs> just, just now no. I, but well, I've, I, I want to be one of every one. Like, can I have just a little of everything in mind? But anyway, I'm an eight. But okay. uh, when you said 33, the master healer, it, you know, we're going to talk about number sequences a little bit more in depth. But I see 33 and 333 where people see 111, like threes are mm -hmm. always in my face. So does when, the, well, maybe I should let you get to the, the sequences first before I ask this. So I'm curious if these numbers, these meanings here also translate into when you witness them or see them regularly they do they do because what what i just went through is really talking about the deep archetypal meaning of each one of these patterns so um so you you can use these descriptions for repeating numbers you can use them to understand the other numbers in your chart as well although there might be some subtle tweaks to it and by the way you have like five four other numbers other than your life path ah. right so you are the eight life path which means like you're here like the lesson of the eight high five girl the lesson of the yes. eight <laughs> is um is to take our power back the lesson of the eight is to say yes to money to success to business to become the ceo so that we can be benevolent leaders my favorite part about that is that is uh, the eight is to empower others because yeah. that's really my intention with the work that i do is to empower others and help them find their power and their help them find clarity about themselves so i love that part yes Yes, it's very important. Um, the eight life path is a very important, they're all important that we all have a, have a, a part to play. Um, but the eight has a deep, deep soft spot for, um, for victimhood, for disempowerment, for the misuse of power. Yeah, mm. definitely. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I, can, I can see all of that. Yeah. And I feel like Patty for you towards me is you've really taught me how to like take care of myself and, and treat myself and, and feel worthy of things, you know, because you're so well in that space, you know, more than I was when we first met, I was like, mm. you know, the blocks of the one, as you said, like, I can't do it. I'm small. You know, Patty was always like, go <laughs> do it. <laughs> so yeah. you know what? wait, I have to say something. This is actually crazy. Um, so the, the two numbers in numerology and the number sequence that are known as the leadership numbers and the entrepreneurial number, any number, we all can be entrepreneurs, but the two ones that are really notorious for that are the one and the eight. Ooh, and, wow. and my best girlfriend, I'm an eight life path. My best girlfriend is a one life path. 
Oh, that's wow. interesting. And I, me- I remember the first two years I was practicing as a numerologist, I met these two men that came into my office and um, I did their numbers. They were a one and the eight. And they were like this power business couple. Like they, it's, there's something about the one in the eight that is so synergistic and wow. is so supportive. So um, that's crazy. That's crazy. I love this. I love this. Yeah, I love this awesome. too. I, you know, I was just telling my husband the other day, night, you know, I have a lot of friends and a lot of people that I really respect, but I can't think of anybody that I could do the podcast with as easily as Jude. She and I just seem to really balance each other. We out. like we totally. One another. We never have any weirdness. It's, it's, and I feel like our strong points like fit like puzzle pieces, you know, like where I'm strong, maybe you're not so much and you're strong in areas that I'm not so much. And it just is like a really, it's almost uncanny. It's almost like, yeah, designed (laughs) as you say, it's supposed to be that way. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Very cool. Just to ask a little bit deeper on the number sequences. So it doesn't matter if it's three, three or three, three, three or five threes. It doesn't matter. It's just three in general to see a sequence is like, that's the, the energy of that particular number is kind of calling out to you. Yeah. It's um, so I, I did a whole course, um, an audio course on the meaning of repeating numbers where I go really in depth into this, but to make it simple. Yes. Like if you see a uh, an echo repeating number is what I call it. So it's the same number repeating over and over. Then it's an indicator that that archetype is something that that number, that thematic is something that your soul is hungry for, or it's something that you need. It's something that you need to embody so that you can, um, it's like guidance for you to create your desires. It's, it's saying, this is something, this is some sort of magic. This is some sort of thematic that you need to be able to move to the next level. Yes. Um, and then, but like, for instance, what's, what, um, what you do also is you see that repeating number. So let's say you keep seeing 333 and that's the number you keep seeing, not 33, but 333. Um, then you can also add that number down to get the, the miracle number. And it's basically mm-hmm. talking about when you add all of those numbers down, what might be the result if you actually embody this energy? Like if you actually accept and honor this beautiful gift. So for 333, for instance, the three is all about uh, uh, teaching, creativity. It's ultimately what it's about when the three shows up in somebody's life in a big way. It's saying, speak up, don't be shy, be visible, let it, let it out, right? Um, and that if you add them down, you sort of get the results. So if it's 333, um, that would add down to nine. And so that's saying like then the, the result, the, the miracle that could come from this is being, you know, healing the world. The nine is the humanitarian, you know, um, being able to let go of the past, being able to let go of what's no longer serving you because the nine is this number of endings, completions, letting go. It's the catharsis of speaking up so that you can let go of what is no longer serving you. Um, so, so yeah, so the miracle number is really cool. You can add the numbers down to kind of get an understanding of what might happen. Should you play with this, with this message? That's Thank you for that. Yeah. Wow. And cause we get clients all the time who have like obscure numbers. Like I always see 724, 
724. I'm like, really? Like what an odd number to see all the time, but I wouldn't even know to begin where, how to help somebody interpret that. But yeah, add the numbers up, find the miracle number and there's your message. I think it's actually one of the most common questions that I've, I get, you know, in my email. Um, the thing that actually breaks my heart the most about this thing that's happening where people are seeing repeating numbers, 1111, 222, is that we, we so fast go to decoding the number before we actually sit with the freaking miracle that just happened. I believe ultimately the, the, the biggest reason that we see repeating numbers isn't actually so that we decode them. And I know that sounds crazy because I'm a numerologist. <laughs> I actually think that the reason that this happens is it's because we are awakening from the matrix. Like we're awakening from this, this idea that we live in this Newtonian physical reality with just globs of atoms running into each other. It's like seeing repeating numbers is a sign that there is something bigger and greater that is present, that's there. I really want people to know that. So like when people come to me and pay me, like when people pay me and they're like, I want to know what this number means. I've been seeing it everywhere. I sit with them. No, no joke. I sit with them for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes of the session. And I just say, can we just talk about that bigger and greater energy? Can we talk about that? It's there. Can we talk about the fact that the reason these synchronicities are happening is because there's something available to you that's responding to you because a, a big dynamic that's happening for a lot of people is they see a lot of different repeating numbers and it drives them crazy. So it's like, what does 1111 mean? What does 222 mean? What does 1234 mean? What does 55 mean? And I have to be like, just like, stop for a second. Then like put the numbers aside. These messengers are coming because you are this massive, powerful creator. And there is an energy that is available to you. So like, come back to that, like sink into that, get calm in that knowing. And then the messages cohere right? Then we don't feel like we're frenetic and then we don't feel scared. Some people are scared. Some people are like, this is too much. This is, this is driving me crazy. And um, it's actually just a spiritual awakening, not just a spiritual awakening. <laughs> yeah. I, that's pretty much exactly how I've always responded to people because I'm not a numerologist, but yeah, it's just simply a sign of the awakening and seeing the patterns and, and the, the web that is connected and everything. And just sort of like spirit saying, hi, I see you. You're there, <laughs> you know? So thank yeah, you. I, I, I totally agree with that too. I, I think it's time to pause and pay attention to where you are, what you're thinking, what's going on. Like you said, it helps you just stop that road activity of life and have a little magical moment. Yes, so, and I love yeah. that. So numerology would just allow you to take it to another level from there. Yes, Beautiful. exactly. Patty. Yeah. This is amazing. I, I love it. And it's interesting because I actually almost forgot that we were going to do this numerology podcast today. And, uh, in my mind, all I keep thinking of how intricately woven the patterns of this reality are. And once you've opened up to that, you see it everywhere where the threads are connected everywhere. And it seems more transparent for me more and more day to day, the further in we get, it's like, how is anyone not seeing the threads of connection between everything? Can you see it? But I love how numerology is, I'm seeing this now as a tool to understand that from like a more, like a more grounded or a more tangible space, you know, rather 
than from the clairvoyant eye that, you know, maybe not everybody has, but yes, I love it. I love it. I have a question for you, Natalie. Um, we, we did a podcast not too long ago on astrology, which was amazing. And there are the basics of astrology that you can use for some basic things, but it can get super deep and super complicated is numerology like that as well. Does it have many, many layers that if one studies it, they can take it to a, you know, a much deeper space or it it just sounds like it's probably pretty multidimensional. It is, it is. And, um, I mean, you can go deep down the rabbit hole because there's these like five core numbers, but then there's, there's timing cycles. Um, there's, oh my gosh, there's honestly, like when you look at a person's chart, you know, there's probably like 200 variables, like based on the letters of the name. Like we look at, we look at what letters do you have in your name? What letters do you not have? Because those are like, that can indicate something where you have, or what numbers are missing from your chart, not just what numbers are present. So it's very, very intricate. Um, And to be honest, my gift is not that like there's, there's numerologists that are, I mean, like wicked geniuses, like you know, like they, they can look at a chart and they, and they can see the 200 variables, um, you know, and it's, and it's not, never been my gift. Um, and I think a part of that is because what my primary, the mission that's on my heart is I want people to know, I want people to know the basics of who they are, like the, the most dominant gifts and traits. Like I want them to know the, the, biggest and most powerful gifts that they were given so that they can create their lives so that they can get off the phone and create a beautiful marriage, a beautiful career, whatever it is. And when I was, I I think maybe in the first five years of my practice, um, I started to notice, it's going to sound kind of weird, but I started to notice that the more I went into the complexity, the less results people got. And I started to to, like, I discover what I consider to me a a spiritual principle in my own life, a spiritual truth in my own life, which is keeping things kindergarten simple is where the power is. It's where the evolution is. It's where the transformation is. And so often in these modalities, we go so deep down the rabbit hole that we become seekers of knowledge, but we don't apply anything that we're learning. We don't like to know your life path number. I mean, this isn't like a fun, like hat trick at a party, you know, or like reading, you know, the back of 17 magazine, your horoscope. Although I like, I used to do that. I love that. I love that stuff, but you're never going to get magical transformation from that. You have to sit with these numbers. You have to fight for them. You have to honor them in your relationships, you know, and you can't do that if you've got 15 numbers in your head. You know, you have to do that with like, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on the most dominant core aspects of who I am. And I'm going to focus on honoring them in my conversations, you know, negotiating for them in my career. That's where the power is. And that's, what's changed my life. My life hasn't been changed by the number that's like 15 layers down in my chart. (laughs) You know, my life has been changed by the, the dominant core ones, you know, saying to my husband, like, Hey, this is who I am. This is my greatest gift. We need to honor this in our relationship, you know, being able to say in a negotiation, you know, with a, in a contract, like this is, this is mission. That's on my heart. Anything that doesn't go along with that is off the table. Like these are the conversations that we need to have. So, 
So you can, that's why I call myself more of a philosopher than a numerologist, because I have a love affair with the numbers and with numerology, but I, I, I use them for this, this thing that I have, this thing of like, I want people to know that they have the power to be their best selves and, and to create their best lives. Thank you. I'm, I feel like you blew my whole universe open and I'm going to be way, way more on the numbers now. I really am. I've always just kind of pushed them to the side. I know it's a thing. I've had numerology readings before that I thought were very accurate, but it was just so out of my radar understanding. And this is really helping me and I'm sure our listeners to understand it. And I love how you describe that when you go too deep, it just, for me, you know, astrologically, if it, if I go too deep, I just am confused and frustrated and brain dead. And like you said, I'm just spending all my energy trying to understand the concepts rather than using them, you know, to assist or to grow or to expand from. So I love that. Yes. Can we do, I mean, are you down with this? Um, like wearing numbers or invoking numbers or something like that to just call in an energy. Let's, you know how people have, will mm-hmm. carry a rose quartz. Could I carry like a number nine in my pocket or something? Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I love that question. I've thought about that. Um, I've, I have this fantasy. I don't know if this will ever come true, um, but I want to create a jewelry line where you can, you know, wear that, that number of either through sacred geometry or by other means, because um, there are numbers that I have an aversion to, and I'm fascinated by that. Like, I don't have an aversion to a number. I have an aversion to what the number represents. Like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one, um, five. So the five is this number of freedom, fun, and adventure. I'm an eight. My daughter is a five life path. I don't have an aversion to her. I freaking love her so much. <laughs> but, but like in general, this, this, the five is wild. You can't control the five, right? Like, like the five is the rebel. The five is in your face. The five is like questioning you. And I've had an aversion to the concept of the five. I've, I feel sometimes unsafe around people that hold the energy of the five. And I've, I've thought about like, what would it look like if I were to, embrace this? What would it look like if I were to embrace this energy of the five and take risks? Cause the eight life path, <laughs> um, eights are, we are organized. We are, um, we, you could call us control freaks. Like we actually can be control freaks. Um, but, but it's like, but it's, we're goal oriented and it's like point A to point B. And, um, so my daughter jokes with me, like we, we used to go on vacation we would go on these girls trips and uh, we would go to the beach. And this is when Cammy was like, I don't know, 14 or something. So she was still a kid. She's 19 now, but um, we would go to the beach and she's like, I want to pretend that I'm a mermaid. And she's just like, let's imagine. And she would, she wanted to be this like freedom sprite kind of energy. And I'm like, all right, here's the deal. There's the log. Let's race to it. Whoever wins gets to pick where we eat tonight. And she's like, mom, like, cause the eight is like goal oriented, um, you know, like, like competitive, like, like when an eight sits down and has a conversation with a friend, there's usually something on our mind that we want to get done. You know, there's usually like something that we want to produce anyways. So I'm going off on a tangent, but to answer your question, um, I think it's very, very powerful to, develop a relationship with these fingerprints of God to develop a relationship with these, with these archetypes, because they really are these, these gifts that we all need that we all need to play with. Yeah. So that's a funny thing I do with my clients is like out of all of these thematics, which one are you the most uncomfortable with? That might be the one that we need to work on. (laughs) 
I have a, a question about aversion. I have um, an odd aversion to even numbers. I will not get a hotel room that's an even number. My kids get frustrated with me because I won't buy 12 of something. I'll only buy 13. So I'll buy a dozen and then one extra. And does that speak to anything? Uh, yeah, could. Um, so even numbers are thought of as the feminine number numbers. Oh, that's interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and you know, the feminine, like receiving, um, being open to receive, being open to relax, being open to sit back. Yeah. I think, I think this is funny because I like those numbers and Patty, you and I have, I've definitely been like, let's do this. And you're like, no, no, we can't, we can't <laughs> use that number. But I'm like that. I like, like. 222 or like, you know, are, are like, I like even, you know, I'm more symmetry. She's more asym, oh, you know, totally. she likes things more oh. off balance, and I like things really like symmetrical, you know? So, <laughs> but that's, that's us, you know, that's beautiful. Yes. So does that kind of make sense that for instance, you and I being an eight, the receiving being more open, you can't control and receive at the same time. So does that make sense that an eight might have an aversion to the more feminine receiving numbers? Well, or is that going down the rabbit hole? Well, it's, 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 no, it's a good, it's a good question. Um, so actually what's interesting is if you look at, so odd numbers are considered masculine, um, even numbers of which eight is one is considered the, you know, the feminine, right. Right. Um, but I think that the problem with eights that I've worked with is that we are productivity oriented. We place our value on productivity and um, on getting things done. And it's a gift that we have. It's a gift in that we, we set a goal, we achieve it. Um, we're driven, we're ambitious. And um, so I think that within the eight, when you have the eight in your, in your chart, it's really about learning how to rise into the higher function of the eight. And so this is getting into the, the deeper advanced numerology that happens in the private work, but like but like, for instance, one of the things that I work on a lot with eights is understanding where true productivity and manifestation comes from. Typically, the eights are all or nothing. So if you picture the eight, like two globes, one on top of the other, if you flip it to the side, it's like there's an extreme. It's either I'm working all the time or I'm not working at like I'm, I'm not working at all. Like there's no there's no middle ground. Um, the, the sweet spot for eights is that balance. The sweet spot is balancing those, those two worlds. And really eights rise into their great power when they develop a very trusting relationship with that bigger and greater energy. Like it's not, you don't get clients, you don't get money from clients. You get money from the bigger and greater energy. You know, you don't get ideas from your mind. You get it from that bigger and greater energy. That's how the eight, it's like, it's like we thrive when we are bridging two worlds and that's where we feel abundant and that's where we feel empowered. Um, and so we will resist receiving because sometimes we forget that that's where all the stuff comes from. Wow. I, I, I just, I know, I don't want to dime you out, Patty, <laughs> but she's like that. She's got the list. These are the things we're doing. She's pushes herself so hard sometimes with your goals and your things. I'm like, chill out, chill out, just calm down a little bit. Give yourself a breather. Don't work so hard. She's like, no, she's always reaching for the next thing. I think it's awesome. It's inspiring, it's but yes, sometimes I feel like 
my God, I can't keep up. <laughs> she's, she's so, but I'm a one. And I know ones are, as you said, starters and pioneers, but maybe I just want to like hand the baton over to an eight and just let her take it to the next level. You know, <laughs> I'll yeah. initiate it. You take it to where it's got to go. <laughs> yes. You're yes. <laughs> ones really struggle with like, you are the idea people. Yeah. You are the initiators. You are the people that, that the idea comes through and the inspiration comes through. Um, but then ones get anxiety at the thought of actually um, bringing that into something tangible and physical. Um, yeah. and, and so that's, yeah. So that's where there's just a little bit of, of work and, and awareness on how to take those beautiful ideas that you have and, um, and feed them. That you're just, you're just pegging me. Like you got me yeah. right there. Like, that's it. I do have all the ideas, but I do, I have this struggle with bringing them into like full tangible reality, you know, mm -hmm. I'll start the process. And then I, I seem to can't complete it. Patty mm -hmm. is the one that sees everything through. <laughs> That's how I see her. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm the one that calls Jude. And I'm like, Jude, you need to totally do that thing. And she's like, ah, let me think about <laughs> oh. it. <laughs> I know she's, she's always, no, but it's good. I need somebody like that in my life to, mm -hmm. to push me and help. I don't think I would have come as far as I, I have, unless Patty was always like showing me, you know, the potential of like what I could be. And, you know, I always had the ideas for certain. I'm always the one that's starting the things, but um, bringing them to fruition has always been a challenge for me. Okay. Well, cool. Uh, this is amazing, but let's get to what I feel like a lot of people are going to be curious about as we're breaking in this new year into 2022. And we're coming into this whole new energy right now. As a numerologist, I know that I've sat with other numerologists that are like, oh, this is a year of such and such. This is a year of this. And there's an energy around that. And what does that mean? What does, does this affect all of us? Is this a, a, a collective energy? Um, do, does our individual numbers get skewed by this bigger collective, you know, year number? Could you explain that and tell us what is coming for us here in 2022? Yeah. So, so in numerology, there are universal timing cycles. So you've got personal set timing cycles in your own chart that are very micro. They're very unique to you, but then um, there are these universal timing cycles and you can picture them like um, collective territory that we're all walking through. Okay. Um, timing cycles are fascinating to me because the, the, the higher function of them, like the reason that they exist is to move things forward, to help things grow, to help things evolve. Like even on the collective level, as nations, as, as a world, like the, the, the beauty of them is that they're here so that we can keep evolving and keep growing. So there isn't stagnancy. So timing cycles are beautiful. Um, they affect all of us. Um, but I don't believe that numerology predicts our future. I believe it helps us create our future. And so knowing what the year number is, here's why it's incredibly helpful. It's, it's sort of knowing what energy is more available to us at the time, knowing the, the collective lessons that we're all processing so that we can better harvest the resources of this time. Okay. The point of what I'm about to say isn't I'm predicting your future. It's I'm going to help you create your future by knowing sort of like the territory that we're walking through. 
So um, I want to do a quick review of 2021 because it actually sets us up for 2022. Okay. So really quick. 2021 was a five universal year. We get the universal years by adding the year down to a single digit. Two plus two plus one equals five. So this year has been a year where collectively, like all of us, have been going through massive change. We had a change in career, a change in job, change in location, change in relationship status. Or for many of us, that what the five does is it like awakens this desire for expansion. I want to, I want more. I want to be more, do more, have more. The five is this beautiful energy. That's like, um, it wants your life to be exciting. And if it's not exciting, and if you're not, if you're not filled with splendor, when you wake up in the morning, the five stirs the pot. So the reason why this is important is because when we step into 2022, a six universal year, we're all going to be asked to make a commitment to the new desires that have emerged, to put it simply. We're going to be asked to take the, the changes, the desires that have emerged in 2021, and to actually become the devotee of it, to actually say, I am making myself responsible for feeding this dream or this desire um, for feeding it, for nourishing it on a regular basis. We're all going to be feeling that. We're all going to be feeling like it's time. It's time to love, nurture, and become responsible for the thing that we want. Um, I'm pausing here for a second because... I've contemplated whether I want to say this, um, but I will. <laughs> um, I think 2022 is, is a very, very important time. Um, all of the twos, it's telling us that there is a potential here for massive division, massive polarization. The, the two in numerology, every number in numerology is on a spectrum, okay? So there's either the allowing of that gift from God, from the universe, or the withholding of it, the denial of it. So the two is beautiful in its higher function. It's peace. It's connection. It's, um, it's diplomacy. It's unity. But the downside to the two, if we're not engaging in, in that, in the peace, the connection, the unity, the togetherness, the opposite of that is war. The opposite of that is polarization. Um, it's conflict. It's discord. So the reason I'm bringing this part up is because this isn't just a sixth universal year. Like this isn't just a time where all of us are wanting to love on and nourish the dreams that are on our heart. I actually believe that it's so much more important than that. I actually think that those of us who will take care of ourselves and the dreams that are on our heart this year um, will light up and protect the world versus those of us who don't take care of ourselves, those of us who don't become responsible for the things that we feel that we need to be doing, we're going to, it, it can actually create more conflict. I was thinking about this. Have you ever had somebody in your life? And this is the lower function of the six, by the way, I'm, I'm about to talk about the lower function of the six. 
the lower function of the healer. Okay. Have you ever met somebody who's really, really good at giving advice and they're really, really good at coming into your space and advocating for you, but their kingdom is in shambles. It's like, yeah. Um, And that's, and that's the lower function of the six. And this is collective. You guys, this is like, it's personal, but it's collective. Like I'm not insulting us. I'm not saying like we're all hypocrites, but I'm saying that this is something that's a human. It's, it's a human uh, problem is this problem of, I am going to go and meddle in other people's affairs. I'm going to go and tell other people what to do. I'm going to go try to fix other people's lives. while my very, you know, home and hearth is, is poisoned and dying. (laughs) Sounds really intense, but that's like, that is what these numbers are all about. It's like two, two, two equals six. It's like, we have to take responsibility for the dreams that are on our heart. We have to say yes to them. We have to elevate ourselves. There is nothing that is more healing within a family, a community, or the world than somebody who says, yes, I am going to be who I want to be and create a thriving, flourishing garden of my life. I mean, that heals lineages, you know, that heals the, the most diseased of places, but it's such a human instinct to not do that. I want to say that this is very validating because as a, you know, clairvoyant, and I know Patty and I've spoken about this amongst each other is we very much see it the same way as the, where we're moving in energetically without the definition of these numbers. Like we've just recently had this conversation of the polarization and um, people, yeah, really needing to step into their light and those who are going to flourish very quickly. And those who are against the grain of that frequency are going to tumble and, and kind of go into a much, yeah, more chaos, more, more craziness. And so that separation between that frequency of light and shadow is just going to get deeper and deeper. And, uh, I, I'm like sitting here just like shocked, not shocked because that is exactly how I feel the energies are flowing. And there's been this momentum getting there. I mean, um, and as you said, that the lower vibration of the six healer of just everybody thinking they know what's best for everybody without really looking at what's best for them. And mm-hmm. my goodness, wow, just more validation, really. Thank you. Well, and there's really good news. Do you want to Yay. hear the really good news? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the really good news is that if we choose to be the, the person who says, yes, I am gonna, I'm gonna make my home, my hearth, my purpose priority. I'm gonna hold a container of love. Um, if we do this, the potential, the higher function of the six is so beautiful. Um, it brings like massive abundance, massive, massive flourishing. The way that I see the six, is it's like when it's in the higher function, the six is about healing. It's about, um, it's about growth, massive growth. It's like a garden, you know, it's like this beautiful garden. And like, imagine that 2022 is this time when the potential is that your business, your book, your family, um, that your own garden is just growing, like 
blooming the flowers all around you are are just reaching up towards the sun and there's bees and there's like it's just this is the power of the six it's it's that when you allow yourself to prioritize the things that that make your heart soar when you become that healthy person in your ecosystem that says i am going to decide to take care of myself i'm going to decide to to make sure that I am being a, a figure of wholeness and healing and an example for that. Um, oh my gosh, the, the six just makes your garden bloom. So what's potential here for those people that do this is deepening of love and commitment. The six is the number of marriage. It's the number of domestic bliss. Okay. So it's like, it's like where the container of love gets bigger. You know, it's like, I don't know if you guys have these moments, but um, I've had moments where I look at my kids and like my, my heart feels like it's going to explode, you know, because they're so like the love is like, it's like life is so good <laughs> because I'm just like experiencing the love of this, of this beautiful child, you know, like, like these are the moments of the six they are moments where you look at your life. And, and you look at your garden and you see it blooming and you see it growing and you see that there's a bigger and greater energy that's supporting you in that. And by the end of 2022, the potential is that you can have a garden that is more abundant, prosperous, deep, deeper with love, commitment, devotion from the others in your life. Um, all of those things are potential. And and all we have to do is just like say, yes, I am going to commit to my garden, to my dream, to, to what I'm creating. And I'm going to try my best to not meddle, to not get in other people's business, to not get distracted by trying to save other people or fix other people or tell other people what to do. I'm rolling my eyes. Like we all do it, but it's like no more of that. Like focus on your garden. Gosh, imagine if everybody did that. I love this so much. I love it so much. So what you're saying is the energies right now are so ripe for us to succeed in that specific focus for this year. Like, let's just say somebody else, like a couple years ago or last year, when everything is just more, the energy is more in change and shifting and transformation. Um, maybe the energies weren't so ripe to be focused in that way. But as coming into 2022, this is, you're saying like, look, this is on the table, take advantage of these energies. Like there, you can really create your ideal reality. You can be, as you say, your ultimate creator and manifest, you know, your highest expression of, of what you want to be or see in the world around you can happen this year. Or yeah. 2020, 2022. In, in, in 2022. Yeah. yeah. And um, like last year, 2021, um, Success, abundance, progress was based on a person's willingness to change, to expand and to take risks. So it was very different. The, the energy of 2022 is it's, it's less about that. It's less about like, ooh, change, ooh, um, course correction, ooh, um, you know, massive transformation. I'm feeling called to shift my train tracks. I'm feeling called to, to do this new and bigger thing. No, no, no. 2022 is like, is like getting metaphorically getting in your bare feet and going in your garden and watering the, the seeds that you planted, you know, it's like, make sure that you focus 
on the, the dreams that emerge in 2021, like the exciting adventure that you wanted to go on in 2021, make sure you commit yourself through your love and your regular attention. Make sure you commit to growing that. The tendency this year is going from the people that will fail this year are the people who are going to um, get distracted by meddling. People who are going to leave their own gardens, leave their dreams and go into other people's worlds. Like, no, <laughs> the, the key to abundance and success here is to not give up on your dreams, to give it love every single day and to really know and affirm that when you prioritize the dream and mission on your heart and feed it, everybody around you will, will prosper, right? People who don't take care of themselves and their dreams, they poison the whole barrel. It's, it's, I've, I was tripping out on this. I was thinking about this the other day. Like imagine, I was thinking about this for myself, but imagine it for you guys. Imagine you had parents who were like, they were thriving. They were blooming. They were in their purpose. They were following their dreams, you know? And they were so full and so whole that, you know, they didn't disguise self-neglect for generosity. <laughs> I think that's what, that's what the six is. The lower function of the six is like, do you know, it's like the hypocrisy of like, I'm going to be generous, but, but, but I'm going to make your life suck because being around me is, is going to be so horrible because my life is in shambles because I'm not doing what I say because I haven't created a, a, a relationship, a career, a, a business, a, you know, whatever it is that is, is true to me, that makes me happy, that makes me a whole being, that just by being around me, you're inspired. Um, I'll give you one more analogy of the six that I was thinking of. So have you ever um, had a girlfriend and like you went over to her house and her house is so beautiful that it inspires you when you get home to like rearrange your furniture. Like this has happened to me before. Like I'll go over to a girlfriend's house and she's like, oh, or her wardrobe. Like I love how she decorates herself and her wardrobe is like all like color coded. And it's like, or like maybe the way that she does, like, and this is the eight in me, but like maybe the way she organizes her pantry. And I'm like, girl, you take such good care of your home and such good care of your clothes. And like, this is beautiful. And I go home and I want to do that for myself. That's the higher function of the six. This is the thing that heals families, communities in the world is somebody who's walking their talk, somebody who is being benevolently selfish enough to like put time into the thing that's on their heart, right? The lower function of the six looks like this. Imagine your girlfriend comes over to your house and she's like, um, your house is a freaking mess. You live in filth. And she gets in there and she starts like doing your closet. And, and it's like, that is not being a healer, you know? I mean, that's what we're doing collectively. I mean, it, right now in our world, because we're in the decade of 2020, by the way, I did a whole uh, decade long forecast on my YouTube channel on what 2020 will hold as a decade. But it's, it's like, it's the thing that we're doing is we're, we're meddling in other people's problems and other people's worlds while we're not focusing on our, on our own. So I oftentimes think about that analogy. It's like, I've had girlfriends, like just because, because they take care of themselves, it heals me. I agree. It's better to heal through inspiration than domination and control. Like, <laughs> 
I mean, Patty, it's interesting to hear her say this, even with uh, 2021. I know for me, the amount of clients that I've had in the last year that have been going through phenomenal life change, divorces, moves, jobs, Mm -hmm. you know, children, I mean, you name it. And I can't say I felt like it was ever that intense prior to maybe the last year, year and a half or so. It just seemed like that theme probably coming into 2021 already, people were starting to just flip their world around and we're coming into a space of no longer having any patience or any more energy for BS. Like they were just like anything that was just not aligning with their higher purpose or their higher expression was just, we need to be done with it. We need to dissolve it, transform it, change it. So it sounds like those who have been through that process and have planted the seeds to a new beginning or a new reality are, are, are being presented with an opportunity to flourish with yes. what their new creations are. So I love Well it. said, well said. Okay. So coming off of COVID, we have this interesting thing happening where there are many businesses that cannot get employees. And there are people that are no longer returning to their original line of work. Mm -hmm. And, and it's so interesting because I think part of what we went through last year gave a lot of us a chance to really pause and look at our lives and, and try come to the realization that maybe what we were doing is not in alignment with our higher selves. So that that's so interesting to me because it feels like a lot of what we went through in 2021 is preparing us for 2022 or assisting us to go into that space of that, of that alignment. Would you agree? Yes. Yes. And it's, it's like, and and that's, what's so beautiful about these timing cycles is that if the six showed up early, the, the, the precious new thing, you know, the press, the, the new revelation um, wouldn't be ready to be fed, but now it is. And it's true for all of us. We all have this revelation of, of something elevated or new or different or expanded that is a true reflection of who we are and what we are worthy of creating. And, and, and now that that has been revealed, now it's time to, to commit, to devote ourselves to that, to become almost like the servant of it. Like I serve you mission. I serve you this new thing, you know, and feed it, feed it. Like it's this precious little child. Natalie, you're amazing. Oh, you guys are as well. This I is have, uh, have goosebumps and tears and realizations oh. and scribbling notes. You're so articulate and validating. I feel yeah. like too, because you know, as a clairvoyant, which Patty and I are, it's like we don't have anything always to anchor what we're perceiving. We're just picking up on the frequencies of like what's happening. But to hear you say it, being a you know a decoder, you know of of the energies. That. Yeah, it's it makes me feel really good. Like, I'm like, okay, I can settle more into this truth even more just from what you've shared. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. And and I don't know if you want to put this in Jude, but Jude and I have both had meditations that clearly maps out a parallel universe that we're walking into. So Mm -hmm. the way that you describe that um, kind of gives that a whole nother meaning or validates it in a whole new way as well. It's really, really fascinating. Oh, that's interesting. Right. And um, I think that the polarity that we're coming into of people who are choosing uh, to live their highest and best or to meddle in everybody else's swamp, 
know, for yes, lack of a better way of saying it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think a high note with that is outside of those that are in that higher frequency that will hopefully inspire some of the, the ones that are kind of walking in the stew will uh, be inspired to come into that more higher spectrum. They're gonna be like, oh, wait, the, it looks really nice over there. Let's go, let's stop this little like game that we're playing down here, the distraction and get on the team of like these people who are just like really honoring what they're here to do and what their mission is. But I also feel like we're going to start pocketing into like groups, like those who are more on the elevated path are just going to get together like a force of gravity. It's going to be like a magnet and groups are going to be coming together that are more on that ascended healers path and inspiring each other and doing healing works with each other and encouraging each other. And, you know, people who want to be in the stew are going to start kind of gathering up in the stew and aggravating that energy too. So this, like you said, the parallel worlds that Patty and I perceive that we're stepping into right now, or these parallel realities is very much true. And, and, and apparently so, because we're going into the year of the six and that's what it sounds like. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. Natalie, I'm sure there are going to be many of our listeners that would like to schedule a reading with you. Are you currently scheduling appointments? And if so, how do we go about doing that? And I'm one of them. Oh, Patty, you're so sweet. Yes, I have one-on-one appointments, like single sessions that are available. Um, and you can book those on my website, the numerologychick.com or natsnumbers.com. They both point to the same place. Um, yeah, so there's there's one-on-one sessions, but actually like the meat of my work are my long-term programs. I think you can kind of tell that... Um, Oftentimes people can gain clarity and have validation and revelation in the first session and knowing their primary two numbers, but really the work of transformation happens from that, that long-term, you know, coaching relationship where you not only know what your numbers are, but you actually learn how to go out in your life and be that person and honor and advocate for these incredible gifts. And you'd be surprised at how hard that is for a lot of us. Um, It's still a practice for me. It's still a practice to be the the higher function of my numbers with my children, with my husband, in my work. Um, And so that's really the the deeper passion that I have are the long-term relationships that I have with my clients. So, um, so I have a one month program, which is we talk once a week for four weeks. Um, and then I have an eight week VIP program. And that's basically where we go over every single number in your core chart. You get worksheets, um, you have Voxer access to me, email and texting access to me. And that's like a really, like, that's like for those people who are like, you know what, I want to know every single core number in my chart. And I want to know it like, it's the back of my hand. And I want to know it so that when I'm on my deathbed, I know that I never denied these beautiful gifts that I was given. So that's, that's my favorite program, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds amazing. Yeah. We'll make sure to put all of the links. You're at numerology chick on Instagram. What was your YouTube channel? Nat's numbers. Nat's numbers. Okay. Yes. Well, Natalie, we have just had an awesome conversation and it was so enlightening and I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to to share your knowledge and wisdom with us. I adore both of you. Thank you for having me. 
And we adore you. Thank you so much for doing this and joining us. My pleasure. Well, that was amazing. Thank you all for joining us. We love our community. We feel so privileged to be able to connect with you and bring these episodes to you on a regular basis. Yes, and of course, as always, if you want to know more about what Patty and I do, you can check out our website, spiritspeakerspodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at spiritspeakerspodcast. We'd like to thank everybody who gives us positive reviews and for giving us donations so we don't have to put ads on our episodes. And I just want to say we look forward to a really amazing 2022 with all of you as we bring uh, a lot of really interesting conversations and topics to the table. So with that, much love and until next time, aloha. And happy new year. Take care.